and welcome to The Gray Area, where I give interviews with developers, talk about gaming news and reviews, and focus on the interrelationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 80th episode in a weekly series called All About Me. Last week's episode was a discussion with Jerry Ellsworth, electrical engineer at Valve Software. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today is Friday, September 7th, and today we are going to talk about some projects that I'm doing. Um, I know you've been gypped out of an episode earlier this week, and so I'm putting this one out to tell you about some shows I've guested on recently and some exciting news for the Gray Area Podcast. So first, we're going to start out with the news. The Gray Area Podcast is now part of the Signals Media All-Star Network which is founded by the Convert to Raid podcast, which you may know. They talk about World of Warcraft news. And there are several other uh, very high-quality podcasts that are on this network that I'm really proud to be a part of. Uh, Super Number One podcast is on there, as well as Death Before Dishonor and Convert to Raid. And there are several others as well, but I would like you to check that out. One of the things that is going to be really good for the show, I believe, to be on the network is we have our own page, and eventually, uh, in steps here, we're going to have our own forums. And I would really like a chance to be able to interact with you, the listeners, and have you talk to me as well, and uh, we can talk about the episodes, talk about general gaming news, get ideas for what you'd like to hear, things of that nature, and you guys can just hang out and talk to each other. So I think it's going to be great to have forums for the show. You can find that at signalsmedia.com and check that out. The other news is I've had a chance to guest on several different shows in the last few weeks. Uh, One of our affiliates is International House of Geek, which is a website that has a lot of news, just general uh, geeky news, not specific to gaming by any means, but they're good for... uh, for some fun stories and some things you don't find in the general huge splashes of news, um, like on G4 or if you go to Massively or something like that. They have neat videos and all sorts of just more obscure stuff that you don't see all the time and articles giving people's opinions on things. So it's a really nice site to check out and you can find that at Not surprisingly, internationalhouseofgeek.com or ihogeek.com. And I've gotten to know uh, two of the founders of IHO Geek, Kimmy and Leia, and been invited to guest on a weekly debate that's been going on. And we've done two of them so far. The first weekly debate was a debate on which is the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And, uh, <laughs> we were assigned for that debate, and sometimes we are just assigned uh, a topic to debate on. And one of the to- and I was assigned Michelangelo as the turtle to defend, and actually won that debate. So you will get to hear some clips of that later on in the show. The second debate that we did was the Final Fantasy debate, which is the best Final Fantasy. And I've played Final Fantasy 7, uh, Final Fantasy 8, and 13, so I didn't feel like I had uh, 
played many of them, but my favorite of that series was Final Fantasy VII. So I debated Final Fantasy VII, and you can find that uh, on their YouTube channel, which is, which I will link in the show notes because it's a little hard to find. And they are weekly, so if you go to the Gray Area Podcast uh, Facebook page, which is Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, they are listed uh, when they occur, mostly on Wednesdays, uh, usually around 10.30, and we go and uh, stream from Google Plus to YouTube Live, and you can be in the chat room and talk about it and watch us debate every week. So I encourage you to do that. The second show that I had the privilege to be on was the 100th episode for Super Number One. They had a celebration of 100 episodes, and it's called Extravagant Celebration, if you're looking for that on uh, iTunes. And I had a chance to, to come on and just hang out with them and talk about gaming, and I'm going to link that as the first clip that you will get to hear today. I do recommend you listen to the whole episode. It's quite long. They had a lot of guests come on and regular listeners talk about different topics and just hang out with them and celebrate the achievement of 100 episodes. So that's the Super Number One podcast. And here is the clip from my visit with them. 4T Studios. And um, oh, guess what? The gray area is totally online right now. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. Oh, let, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's talk, and then and then we'll and then we'll finish up. <laughs> okay, come on. Now. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, people, but uh, um, I am, shall we say, <laughs> three sheets <laughs> to the proverbial wind. <laughs> he chose the wrong beverage. Like champagne goes like, or the right, right one. I don't know which no. which it is. Well, hello. What's up, lady? Hello. I like this because I get the drunk Andrew. Waiting to the end is where you want to (laughs) be. You certainly get the drunk Andrew. You (laughs) do. I'm so glad I'm not going to work tomorrow. What? I am working from home tomorrow. I like how working from, what are you going to do? I'm going to sleep in. Well, I'm going to sleep in and then I'm going to work. Work on sleeping more? No, I might actually, I have shit to do tomorrow. Such as? I have to write. Define yourself. <laughs> Come on. There'll be this and this and more oh, of this. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Yes. So how's like- your storm? It's almost over. You could hear a little lightning. Uh, we won't hear the lightning, but the thunder <laughs> in the background. Occasionally, nice. but yeah, I was able to jump back on. I saw the first what hour and a half, two hours. Yes, and then, you did. Uh, yeah, you were uh, representing. Then I missed it. Yeah, sorry. So uh, I'm sure it was interesting. I'll have to listen to the MP3 when it comes out. <laughs> I'm sure you will be yes. mortified. Um, so here's the interesting thing. Okay, so the Gray Area Podcast is a podcast that everyone should be listening to. 
for a reason more than just for the fact that Genesee's awesome. But it should be... This is a podcast that actually invites you, as the gamer, the person who plays video games, to think about real issues. Case in point, one of the recent episodes that just came out, uh, maybe in the last week... Oh, is this the one that upset you? I'm very sorry. It did upset me, and I'm not. And it's not upset me in a bad way. It upset me in a thought-provoking, interesting way that made me want to engage with my community. And that's the important thing. So, this podcast, which is called The Gray Area, which you should go listen to, talk to a guy named Joe Peacock. Yes. Okay. Yes. No. He's a blogger. Uh, he writes sometimes for CNN uh, online, and he wrote an article recently um, where he got a little bit of flack for some of the terms he used, like booth babe, and basically compared the frag dolls to trumped-up models. And just he worded things, unfortunately, if that's the way I want to say it. <laughs> I agree. Uh, yes. And he wrote a retraction to some points, and some points he stuck by. Basically, uh, the point of it was, uh, if you come into a geek convention, a geeky convention, whichever one you want to name, Gen Con or whatever, and you come there not as a, a bona fide geek in some way, you just come there to point and laugh, or you come there to pimp uh, your portfolio as a pretty person, one of the beautiful people. Um, <laughs> his point was that you're not, you shouldn't be there because you're not. Uh, part of the geek culture and not really wanting to learn about the geek culture. You're just pointing and laughing and, and you're a detriment to the con. And so then that started a storm of what is a geek and who has the right to classify somebody else as a geek and, and the booth babes. And Oh my gosh. So I ended up doing, (laughs) there's been a lot of stuff, unfortunately in the news and I've been ended up doing a show on misogyny in gaming and had him as one of the guests. And he is actually a very nice guy. I think his heart he has good intentions. Um, His heart got along well. is in the right place, but the problem is, is that he is okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flame the guy here for a second. Okay, is that he is not thinking about what he's saying. <laughs> um, he, he at one point in this conversation, you know, and I don't, I don't want to bring this up as like, you know, like, oh my god, let's totally rehash the issue. I'm just like, this is one thing that caught me is that he was using language to define something. And and this is what he used. And I was like, really? He was saying like South Park was trying to like reclaim the word fag. You know, like you can call someone a fag and not mean that it's a homosexual. <sighs> and when I heard that, I'm like, you may mean that, but who you are saying that to may not hear that right, at all. Right. He was kind of equating that to the analogy of I'm going to rape you in a game right. and saying that uh, the term doesn't really mean like literally, you know, it's just a way of saying like, I'm going to own you, you know, like, yeah, I think sometimes it's, we're a little it's sensitive about terms. though. Wouldn't you that think that? was one, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, <laughs> I just looked at him as a guy that I'm like, you are in a world where people are coddling to your idea. Right. Like, you need to step back and realize that no, everything you say does not mean what you think it means. It's like what people... If, if you I have walked to be up sensitive to, to other people's uh, history. Precisely. Lord, you know? Precisely. All right. Yeah, I'm totally... 
spilling out on this. And I'm sorry, Genesee. I did. <laughs> You're There's passionate so about it, and that that makes just, me and just like things to make me mad. But you know, I, no. Well, I mean, I I sort of see where you're coming from completely because you know, in the last uh, six episodes or whatever. Uh, not all six episodes, but there's been several times I felt like where the editing needed to happen on certain words. And, you know, particularly one of them, like someone could say, uh, you know, nigger is a taboo word, you know, bona fide quintessential taboo word. And I understand why it is. And I, you know, largely agree with it. And despite the fact that some people uh, have proclaimed reasons and excuses on why they're allowed to use it and why it's acceptable and, and socially, culturally acceptable and that sort of thing. You know, the other term to make a joke about that it seems to uh, elicit an equal amount of fervor and um, disgust in sort of the nerd gaming community or whatever is, you know, the idea of the use of the word rape in like the gaming culture and all that stuff. And, and I would say that face, you know, like that, I just can't tolerate that kind of language. I really can't. Well, and and I can't either. And, uh, it, it, it's one of those things like I grew up in a, I had to personally, adjust my vocabulary because I grew up in a culture and in a society really that, that said, you know, something was gay, you know, if it wasn't cool. And that is, uh, as far as I'm concerned now as an adult and as someone who's thought of about it is as offensive, you know, as the term, you know, like nigger or nigga or whatever, is it's not a word that I, I think should be used in my vocabulary. And rape is sort of an equivalent sort of thing because it's sort of insens- insensitive to the condition of, you know, the people who have experienced that term and the way that it really means. And so it's like I'm sensitive to that fact and uh, a lot of people aren't. Ugh, I don't know where I'm going well, with Well, I think you have to look at it this way, though. As women become more visible in gaming, you're going to see that term disappear. In the same way that I think you've seen the term gay, that's so gay, you're gay, disappear a lot from uh, Ventrilo, from, you know, TeamSpeak, from whatever, because there are a lot more people that are out about their sexuality. So it's kind of an uncool thing now to say because you know you're going to offend somebody. Um, You know, if you're in a lot of these games, especially team-based, you know, shooter games, you're not seeing a lot of women in the industry, so you can say to some guy, I'm going to rape you, and it doesn't have the same connotation that it does if you say it to a woman. Right. So, you know, I think that's going to be one of those things that sort of disappears over time and resolves itself as we become a little more balanced, I think, in gaming visibility. Well, I mean, maybe in the same way that growing up uh, as I did uh, as a, a kid where, you know, saying something was gay was sort of a just a a turn of phrase that we were used to as kids, this, the same thing will apply to I'm going to rape you in a game, you know, will apply to the kids that are growing up now, you know, where it's eventually someone recognizes the fact that that's a weird thing to say and a largely uh, unacceptable thing to say. And 
Well, you know, once, and this is a really stupid story, but I feel like I should say it. Um, I actually got in trouble once as a small child for using the word dork because um, I called my friends. You're such a dork. I would say that all the time. And my parents said, you know, that, that is a whale penis. And I actually got <laughs> called away from, I was having a discussion. There were adults around. I actually got taken out of the room and told that that's an unacceptable word because of its meaning and that I wasn't allowed to use that word anymore. <laughs> So I think what that, I was going to say, um, Genesee, did you did you happen to know my parents? I, well, but, <laughs> I think but they lived the same familiar, life. But, yeah. but mm. I I grew up knowing people named Dork, like literally Dorcas, like a Dorcas. lady. Yes, yes, exactly. But you didn't call him Dork for short, did you? Uh, I didn't because <laughs> they were much older than me. But their name literally was you know dorcas but people called them dork as well <laughs> that's a bible oh, name i, I might actually be a little bit wrong about that but but when i first heard that the name was dorcas i was like are you serious that's not What's nice up, whale dick? <laughs> <laughs> right. never, th- this whale dick thing is new to me but uh i'll take it i'll i'll, I'll allow that so <laughs> you'll allow it <laughs> nice um well i guess uh, here's the thing I, I would just say about like racial, you know, I don't even want to say racial, but like it's just stereotypes in general. Okay. Like that, whether they are sexist, racial, uh, cultural, whatever you want to say about it is that they're all equally ridiculous. It's just a matter of like how accustomed you are to it. Um, like when I hear someone say, I'm going to rape your face in Warcraft, it does not hover with me too long but at the same time, I'm offended by it because the word rape has connotations. You know, it has it has meaning despite what you want it to mean. It right. has a meaning that is despite that. Same thing if someone says, you know, like, I am, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of, of another one that's big. Um, you know, like, rape face is a big one. And that's the one that has always bothered me. I'm like, you don't know what that word really means. You haven't thought about that word that you're using. Right. And it's the same way that like language has a a meaning and it has a, a boundary that every person gives it. Okay, now my definition of the word rape is not going to be the same as everyone everyone else's definition of that word. But it all means something equally violent and horrible. Well, if I can play devil's advocate for a second. Uh, uh, not to, to speak about words in particular, but do you think that in general the internet lately has become super sensitive to to the point where you really can't express your opinion without a lot of people coming at you and having some sort of disagreement where they are offended by what you said, no matter what you said. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking recently there was a, I don't know if you saw this this pic going around um, of Pinkie Pie, the uh, My Little Pony, dressed in an N7 outfit uh, representing Shepard. And she said, I'm Pinkie Pie, and this is my favorite whatever on the Citadel. And apparently uh, people on Bioware got so upset by this picture of Pinkie Pie because there was a mashup of My Little Ponies and, 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 and Mass Effect that people were unliking Bioware selling all of their Bioware games, having like a shit fit of 
forum posts about how My Little Pony has no place in Mass Effect and we can't possibly have a mashup. And oh my gosh, oh my I hate ponies and now they're in my fair. Just people are having a fit about things that you have to kind of look and go, wow. I think there's always going to really? be somebody on the internet that doesn't like what I do. Right. And not to excuse like these particular words or to say that they're okay. But you have to kind of respect the fact that Joe stood up and said, this is what I think. Um, you can disagree and I'll come around and, and to explain to you why. And if you understand me and you still disagree, then we're good to go as long as we have understanding. So eh. I actually respect that. Um, my problem with what Joe was saying was a lot of the fact that it was rationalization. It was saying, because South Park has done this thing, it's okay for me to say X. Or I base all my life decisions on South Park. <laughs> well, you know, you know like I, I base a lot of my justifications on what other people are doing, and if they have enough people that like what they do, then it's okay to have an opinion that may necessarily, you know, offend other people. Well, more people think this, you know, I, I had the same thing when he was talking about booth babes or anybody who's at a convention that doesn't necessarily prescribe to, um, what the convention is for. Exactly. Like I would say, Andrew and I, when we went to PAX, we did not prescribe to what that convention was for. We went in there, I wanted to see two panels, which didn't even happen. <laughs> and the one panel that did happen, the people that were supposed to be there weren't even there. Oh. You know, and then we walked around and uh, we basically made fun of all the people that were walking around. <laughs> <laughs> and we are total nerds. We are. But the fact is, is that at this convention, people were out nerding us to the point where it was ridiculous. Now, here's what I'm going to say here. Are those people wrong? Absolutely not. They should do whatever they want to do. That's fun. That's great. We were doing the same thing. We were doing what was fun and what was great. Should that be judged to the people who are as a booth babe who are there? Like, what are they doing? They're being pretty because it's fun and it's great and it's what they're doing for their living. You shouldn't denigrate them for that. They're just doing their job. His his uh, opinion was, and I think I agree with this, was that if you're going to hire beautiful people to sell your product, at least make them competent about the product right. so that they can <laughs> answer questions about it and you know be helpful in some way other than just eye candy. And uh, if that was where he was going with that, that, that raised the caliber of the beautiful people to people that are also geeky, beautiful people, rather than just models with a portfolio that are there for their own agenda. That may be, but then you're getting to like, how do you even choose those people? Because right. <laughs> be or, getting... or why attack the models? Why not look at the companies that hire them and say, sure. exactly. stop, looking, stop hiring models? Exactly. You know, stop, why don't you do this? Like rely on your uh, product to sell itself instead of needing whatever, you know? Right. But here, here's the question that I would have to ask about, like, you know, being, I don't want to say angry, but being passionate about topics. Um, you know, like the gray area is all about gamers having questions about relationships between gamers or developers or whatever it is. And I would like to ask, you know, Genesee about that. I mean, where have you found that there is a great schism between 
gamers' perceptions and what game and what game developers are making. Have you, have you seen anything like that, or have you seen like there? It's generally like people who make games understand what gamers want. Mm-hmm. I think people tend to look at game developers like uh, the huge voice from Monty Python, like "Hello, <laughs> I am I am your game developer." But really, they're just regular people that used to be gamers until they m- decided, hey, I'm going to make this. The thing that I want to play, I'm going to make. <coughs> and when you have them on and hear you know, how they're inspired to do this or that or why they choose to create a certain look in a game or whatever, I love that because I think everyone can see by listening that they are you know, actual, see the air quotes, people, right. <laughs> uh, you know, and not some sort of big, corporate conglomerate that just wants to like make a million dollars off of you and the developers really do love what they're doing i do think of course they have to consider the fact that you know they would like to make money off the game and other things like that but there's a lot of personal heart and a lot of personal creativity and and little things that you will never know about just playing the game um that they put in there that tells me hey you know this is this is art for them and You know, I mean, I've talked to people that have said, oh, my son's initials are on the back of this sign. Or, you know, this is b- modeled after a place where I got engaged or something like that. And you would never know that stuff unless you had a chance to ask him. And I'm just endlessly curious about that. So I do I do think that, uh, you know, as a company gets bigger, sometimes it has the trouble of losing touch. Sure. But they have community managers for that. And many of the community managers I've spoken to really do their very best to keep track of the thousands and thousands of people in their forums. And, and you know, you try to please the majority. You try to make what you love, but you're not going to be able to make everyone happy with every game. Right. That's very well said. Um, I especially like what you're talking about. Like, there's all these hidden things that developers are putting into games that make them their art. And that's a really beautiful thing to recognize. Uh, when we see anybody's art, whether that be a podcast, whether that be a game, whether that be a um, piece of clothing, whether that be a food that you get at a restaurant, whatever it is, someone has made that their art. Somebody, somewhere. And does that mean you have to love it? No. But does that mean you have to respect it as a piece of creation? I think so. I think you have to recognize that that person loves it. I mean, I think, like you said, you can look at things and, uh, you know, a whole gamut of things can be considered art. I think you guys make art. This is art right now. You love this. Yeah. You put you put your time into it. You put your effort into it. You have 100 freaking episodes, right? <laughs> you know, this is, <laughs> this is your art, Andrew. <laughs> Kevin. So, I, I don't think you have to love or it. Or Andrew than Kevin, but, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe someone listens and they say, that's not my thing. Well, that's fine. But at least they can look at it and say, well, I can see that you put something of yourself into that, even if it's not my cup of tea, per se. Right. Well, right. I, and I would 100% agree that that when people produce things, uh, most things, I think that there is so much thought that goes into the production of an object, whatever it is, uh, to that person, they're for whatever reason that they're in the game, they uh, are producing that. And when they release a product, I I think that generally people are trying to release the best product that they can. 
Um, and there's that, there's sort of an honesty in sort of the production of things. Um, with the exception of things like Duke Nukem too. <laughs> oh, well, I can oh, say oh, oh. as an artist, uh, who act- actually did a series where, um, you don't, yeah. <laughs> I know that God don't even call that art. Oh dude. That, was, seriously, that was, was epic. Really, epic. Honestly, that should be doodling while listening to your show. I like it. I actually am kicking myself because I still have yet to link to that uh, on the uh, we'll get on it. the episode webpage. So it's I make that representation of my art. Zambi. <laughs> uh I actually did a series where you sit down and instead of doing a sketch and going through all the steps, you know, layers and underpaintings and all the rest of that, you just sit down and you draw something and it's complete in however many hours without planning, just boom. And I think you have to realize that games not that they don't have planning, but they're similar in the sense that you have a huge anthill of people and they're all coming together and they all have different parts they're doing and mm. they all somehow have to communicate with each other and come up with a product. And I'm sure ant number five uh, is surprised at what comes out of, you know, the product of ant two, three, and four together. Uh, the whole thing is probably a little surprising at the end for everybody because their own pieces are individual and then they come together into this giant thing that right. comes you know, it's own cohesive world, basically. So I think it's always kind of a pleasant surprise at the end. And and you have to kind of admire the fact that they can all coordinate so well to create something with so many different people who all have their own ideas. That's so well said. That's really good. I have to agree with uh, uh, Jennifer there. Like the anthill analogy is really, really good. I, I love that. That's great. And and you can apply that anthill analogy to just about anything, and I really like that. Is that they, everybody out here is making product? Let's all just enjoy it for what it is, and also enjoy each person's individuality, but enjoy the collective as well. That's, huh? Andrew, we have reached a new level of like meta, like gone beyond <laughs> the podcast of podcasts. We're mm. drinking. No, 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 no more, more drinking. drinking. No more drinking. <laughs> Quite enough. Thank we you very have much. exceeded the necessary levels. I hope you enjoyed that segment of the Super Number One podcast. And if you'd like to listen to them, which I recommend that you do because they are really fun, uh, you can find them on at supernumberone.libsyn.com or you can go to the Signals Media Network, which is at signalsmedia.com. They have their own page there as well. And uh, hopefully you will be seeing more of all of us together doing things. And it was really fun to just have an impromptu interview. <laughs> now we're going to go to International House of Geek and hear the interview about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and who was the best one. I actually prefer Donatello and he is my favorite turtle, but I'm defending Michelangelo in this. So you can listen and uh, and hear all about that. If there, any, if there is anybody out there that's watching, this is our great turtle debate of 2012 in which we are going to decide here and now who is the best Ninja Turtle of the four. And so we've got four people down here, and everybody introduce yourself. Leia, you go first. Okay. I am Leia, also known as Lady Vader 99 for IHA Geek, and I am representing the best turtle, Raphael. 
All right. <laughs> I'll go next. You go next. <laughs> I'm Genesee from the Gray Area Podcast, and I will be representing Michelangelo. Colby. Um, all right, I am Colby Seitz from AristaGamer.net, and I will be representing the most awesome turtle. I don't even know why I'm here. Leonardo, <laughs> repping the blue. <laughs> and that just leaves us with... And I'm Tushar. I'm the author of Technical Foul, and I will be representing Donatello and all of Nerdkind while I'm at it, really. <laughs> all right, fantastic. So as Colby mentioned, they are all wearing respective colors. We've got orange, red, Purple and blue. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with a couple of easier questions, and we'll just let them add it, and we'll watch the chaos. Oh, I'm Kimmy M, and I'm the moderator, by the way, just in case you didn't know. So, the first debate topic that we're going to try and cover is color, which we just talked about. So, who has the best color? Blue. Done. All right, next question. <laughs> now remember that this is a debate. This is a debate, so you have to give me reasons on to why. I can do that. All right, listen, blue, number one, is, is a cool, soothing color. It's water, and uh, as we all know from Cowboy Bebop, water can flow or it can crash down upon you. So there you go. Blue is obviously the best color. It's, it's the leader color. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a sweet color. Um, uh, what, what more do I need to say about blue? I mean, we got red, white, and blue, right? And red doesn't count because red's the color of blood and <laughs> one of the one of the really awful rings. I don't know. Blue's the one, though. I have do you have a rebuttal? Agree. Yeah. Um, absolutely, we have a rebuttal. First off, red is the color of passion, the color of rage. You get the most extreme colors out of red. Red will burn even water. I'm sorry, there's fucking pools that have fires. Yeah raging in them, so red clearly wins all the time. All the time. Oh, and it's primary. It was the first primary color. You can stick that in your pipe. That's why it sucks, though, because you don't have the two mixes. It's not. It doesn't play well with others. I mean, look at orange. You've got yellow and red together in harmony, working to make something else. You have to love orange. No, you got to talk about purple. You see, it takes a confident guy to actually be able to wear purple and pull it off, uh, as Donatello did, as I currently am. Also, it's got the exact opposite end of the color spectrum from red, which is Raphael, and he sucks. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Shot fired. It's so wow. good. And, and, and I'd like to also point out, purple has blue in it. Uh, blue sky? Mm, what now? Um, it has red in it, too. Hello? See, so what you're trying to say is both of you independently are not as good as purple on its own. Ooh. <laughs> I'm trying to say Touché. you beat nothing without me. You beat Raphael the worst turtle without me. That's what I'm saying. Well, uh, I'm no, you would be the best turtle, Raphael, without blue, which is totally lame and a downer. Yeah. I asked another question. What was the color of Samuel L. Jackson's lightsaber in the Star Wars trilogy? Pink. Purple. Red. It was pretty pinkish. Yeah, it was if you pretty look at the middle, oh, it was pretty pink. Red. But he was cut down by a red lightsaber. So again, red trumps all. Thank yeah, you. but there wasn't another purple lightsaber in the entire galaxy. Hero lightsabers, uh, blue and, and green, uh, colors of Leonardo. Just saying. I'm sorry. Anybody have anything else to add? <laughs> yeah, sorry. The no superheroes with orange. Aquaman? <laughs> you have Aquaman? I don't know. <laughs> Also, wow, I mean, dude. Some of the 
Even yeah. our moderator is wearing purple, so I mean that in itself should give me a point. Yeah, that's not right. No, you know what? And I was going to change, and then I couldn't find my green shirt. So no, you, did I'm change, sorry. you didn't because you maybe she felt you needed support. Yeah, Donatello no. needs all the help he can get. <laughs> exactly, I'll agree there. All right, so I'm not going to tell you who got the points for this round. Damn it! <laughs> And is it'll it like just be blind, is it anyway? They don't maybe. really matter. It doesn't really matter at all. <laughs> no. That's actually exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it matters. I want to win all the time. Totally well, stop, stop being so competitive. It's a debate. Fine. All right. I mean, if you want to know, I'll tell you. I mean, No, don't. It's like mini-golf. Don't tell. Just despite Raphael, don't <laughs> do totally it. totally win at mini-golf, by the way. <laughs> All right, so what about the weapons? Who had the best weapons? And why were they the best? Why is this a question? It's two swords! Two of them! Who's going to be two swords? A stick? We've got forks? No, well, they're not forks! No. Okay? They're forks, come on. They're not forks, they are sides. It's it, a giant right. salad fork. Okay. Okay, you know what? First off... Raphael has two sides. Weapons that aren't traditionally used by Ninja, but he still kicks fucking ass. He is so badass, he has to use a weapon that ninjas don't even use. They no, don't sorry, use it because it sucks. Off him. It's a salad fork. Ninjas don't eat salad. No. <laughs> no. Right, Listen, if you guys have ever played Soul Calibur, you know that Maxi is the worst at range, so obviously any weapon with range is, is going to take him out. So there Actually, Killick's the best, if you want to get that argument going. Yeah, okay, well, Killick is not the best, because I can sidestep him with Mitsurugi and cut him down with uh, my one sword. You add two swords into the mix, all of a sudden, what's Killick going to do? Sit there and poke me with his stick? <laughs> all right, look, while well, the other three are arguing and trying to fight with their fancy forged weapons, they have to take preparation and care to make. Donatello uses a stick. He can grab any stick and beat the hell out of somebody. He doesn't That's need... so sad. He's that poor. He needs a stick. <laughs> he does the most with the least. Yeah, but can oh. if he drops his stick and somebody's like, oh, I'm just going to snap this stick, he's like, oh. <laughs> he's not too attached to it, though. He has others to choose from, so. All I can say is Kevin Eastman, the very first comic, the first picture ever to appear of the Ninja Turtles is a Ninja Turtle with nunchucks. Who do you think has nunchucks in this? Guess what? Mine. He was the wow. first picture of Ninja Turtle ever. So he wins. She's got a point. Uh, I, I'm kind of speechless. I did not know that. Uh, here's here's where you're wrong. Is that uh, that fact? Although maybe maybe true. We all know what the worst attachment for the Wii Mote is, and that would be the nunchuck. <laughs> oh, you cannot compare actual weapons to the Wii Remote. Have you, you ever have, tried to wield nunchucks? You just do you have to, sit to put a wrist like, strap on when you get out your weapons in karate? I don't think so. It's not the same thing. That's true. You didn't have to do that. Don't swing it at the screen. Listen, two swords, you can pick it up, you can poke anything, they die. Salad forks, you can stab some lettuce. Uh, with with the <laughs> stick, you can pretend like you're a hero. And, yeah. with, and with nunchucks, you can you can flail them around and hit yourself in the but head. But you have a choice. You can choke somebody or hit them with two sticks. Yeah. yeah, but whenever you're swinging them around, you're like, oh, God, I hit myself in the back of the head. Maybe Here, come closer. And you can shoot some stuff out of the end of them. Come on. Hey, my forks would be handy in a survival type of situation. Situation because you can stick fucking hot dogs on there and roast it over an open fire. And you can't do I'm sorry. I'm just saying they're multifaceted weapons. 
I can do that with swords. I can cut down a tree with my swords. No, your swords suck. Yeah, it makes sticks for me to use. What are you going to yeah. do when you're all deserted, all your weapons are gone, and what can you do with the stick? Donatello can do a lot with the stick. I'm not sure the rest of you can. He can make s'mores. No, I'm sorry. I object. Yeah, Donatello <laughs> can be the s'more man. He can, he can sit in the back where he's needed, away from the action. Aw. <laughs> Serious question about size, and I've always wondered this. You have the two points on the side, the long point in the middle. If you stab somebody with the long point in the middle, why do we have the two little short ones? What do they do? Is anyone going to stab you like this much? I actually know the answer to this. Okay, why? Enlightenment. What happens is when you stab somebody with the um, with the side, the long one goes supposed to go straight into your heart, and the smaller prongs are to puncture your lungs so you die immediately. True story. So that means that this is a weapon designed to puncture exactly one area on the body? Yes. That sounds like the most <laughs> You can use it on one area. <laughs> just mean, one. Because if you do it in the stomach, you can hit your fucking veins. It's, it's designed for one thing. You slash anybody with a sword, you poke anybody with a sword, you can hit them with the blunt end of it, and you can give them a concussion. I mean, this is the I most deadly weapon. And Leonardo's got two of them. Yeah, no. But he needs two of them, and that does enough. He's got a sword all the way down his spine. If he drops something on the floor, oh well. Yo. <laughs> yeah, what if he falls? He's like, oh, sorry. Donatello's got a pizza. way worse problem oh. with that. Donatello's got a way longer stick. These swords, they're, they're small, they're compact. You pull them out and you're like, hmm. What was that? You don't please, have can you do that again, please? <laughs> okay. Very menacing. Thank you. Are there any other points about weapons? Mine are awesome. <laughs> Any any other questions that anybody has about for anyone else? You can also direct questions at each other. Um, uh, yeah, what? actually, why does your turtle suck? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for uh, for Donatello. Since when did sticks become bow staffs? Like, did what? At what point does it cease becoming a stick and start becoming a bow staff? Is it whenever you tape it? <laughs> yeah, technically, it's, technically, it's not a bow staff. That's like saying rice, rice. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it. Or like chai tea. Same thing. Right. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know that chai means tea. That's good. Cool. I drink soda and soda alone, so I don't I don't know about tea. Man, I'm having trouble deciding who won this round. Because swords? <laughs> yeah. Cause size. Hello. Look. You do the most with the least. And that work that counts for something. You may do the That's most with the said. least, but two swords, <laughs> most deadly, most versatile, best no, weapons. No, because you need two swords. That should negate the fact that you have swords. You, you, you don't need two sides. You need two, need two sides. Need two uh, sides. I don't know. One staff, and I'm good to go. Nunchucks are two also. They come in pairs. Swords do not, by default, come in pairs. So that means that your argument about my argument is just invalidated because swords are sweet. Um, I, don't, I don't know. know what you're saying. <laughs> you can keep saying it, but it doesn't you make it. You have a pair of a weapon that doesn't originally come in a pair, so therefore you would need swords to accomplish the same goal one a fantastic swordsman could do with one sword. But didn't you say that the side was designed so that? You said the side was designed so that the point goes into the heart and the other two points go into the lungs. Then why do you need two of them? Are there two sets of hearts and lungs in this person? <laughs> Always stabbing you people. You can go from the front and the back. I don't want a weapon that's no. So you can just go like. Oh dang! Yeah, sides are out. I mean, come on. <sighs> wow. Swords are still around. People still buy swords all the time. 
And people, people steal my size all the time. You just call them forks, okay? To be fair, I do have a pair. I, call I them have a pair of size. Yeah, do you eat your salad <laughs> with them? That... No. I have a staff. I call you them. You could eat your salad, and it would be a badass salad. <laughs> did she say badass salad? <laughs> yeah, I did. That salad would take so much ass, you have no idea. <laughs> The second, the second Thanksgiving comes around, you need to carve a turkey. You know to call the guy with the two swords who's going to... Or with the size, because okay. it can hold it in place while you saw it open. With what? It's, the sides aren't sharp. You, you have to have another knife for that. The sides are useless. No! You can stab it, and then you can use your regular turkey knife. And exactly. You need another implement. Uh, the sides are just so useless by themselves. Your face... Okay, so... So, final thoughts about weapons. Colby, go. Uh, swords are awesome. I don't really have to say much more about them. They're super popular. They're super deadly, super versatile, and even if Leonardo didn't have them, he wouldn't even need them because he's also got the sheaths. I didn't even talk about those. Sheaths are also rad. <laughs> Leia? When you're done with your giggle fest. Um, <laughs> Size are awesome. They're unconventional. You need to have a supreme mastery type of skill with a weapon like that. They come in pairs for a reason, even though you probably won't even use the other one. They're way better than a pair of swords that aren't even ninja swords. Sharp? Uh, range, power, simplicity, the working man's weapon. Alright, and finally... Nunchucks are awesome because there's two of them. You can bludgeon people, you can choke them with the chain in the middle, and you have really cool skills where you can whip them around your arms and look badass. Alright. It's spelled C-O-L-B-Y, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that we've done weapons, how about fighting techniques? You're going to pick a ghost first or we just kind of re-roll Talk! Them? Raphael wins this hands down. Okay, Raphael likes to charge into fights, and he's like, he's like, you know what's great? Seeing a whole bunch of dudes running into the middle of them without a plan. So good. I love just getting kicked in the face. Donatello <laughs> hangs back, and he's like, I'm going to wait until everybody else runs in. He can take out a group of ten, no problem, because he's passionate. He goes in the heat of the moment, and you know what? That serves him well. And his fighting style and his close range, that works wonders for Raphael. You know, you would say, you would think that, that if he came in charging in with speed and gusto, he'd be a-okay, but he's no, not. No, I, I, I know this. If, if he didn't, if he didn't have the rest of the turtles, he would be gone. He would be done for. And by the way, even if the rest of the turtles were there except for Leonardo, yeah, they'd all be done for because Leonardo's the one who comes together with the plan. I mean, think about this. You saw the Avengers. What would the, would the end of the movie have been like without Captain America? You're saying that Captain America is not important right now whenever you say Leonardo is an important uh, No, team. Leonardo is nothing well, but Captain America. I'm he's the same. Sorry. Uh, they're blue. They're, 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 they're both pretty Case similar. Case and Iron Man is fucking Raphael. Okay? Then I'm the awesomest out of everybody. That's not true. Iron Man actually it's has totally a cool true. head. He has yeah, yeah, Iron Man he is comes up with plans. He has money. rash-headed. He doesn't run in. Iron Captain Iron Man America. doesn't run into a crowd of, of villains and be like, all right, it's time to murder everybody. Iron Man's <laughs> like, I'm going to fly in. I'm going to use the weapons. Okay, um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I feel like I'm That's where you're going. This is a yeah. totally different debate, guys. You're right. Okay. So, okay. Take it down. Raphael. All right. And, friends, and that TMNT movie in 2007, 
you know, he went straight at Leonardo when they had their big fight. And guess who lost that? Leonardo. What? Guess who lost that because he wanted to be a compassionate brother? Leonardo. Because Uh, he actually has a soul. No, Um, we're not talking about compassion. We're talking about fighting. Yeah, okay. As far as fighting style goes, if Leonardo Leonardo had been like, I'm going to take him down, he would have taken him down. I mean, Leonardo is... In fact, if you go back and you play all the video games, if you play any of the video games, who was the best turtle in any of the video games? I'm talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade version number two, Turtles in Time, the most recent version on XBLA. I'm talking everything. Leonardo's the best. They redid the game. Leonardo showed up first because first player. Let's think about the first, the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who had the uh, power that could knock out pretty much any enemy with one attack. I believe that would be Donatello with the bow. Oh, Donatello only, he only knocked out, uh, was it Bebop or Rocksteady in the first level? He only knocked him out because he was standing up on a box and he could hit downward. <laughs> that was extra reach. And uh, he could take out multiple uh, enemies with range. He could hit the giant mouser two or three times and bring him down in one go. Which you could not do with Raph, Mike, or Leo. That's not true. You could wow. do it with Leo. Leo had, had a higher power than Don did. Not squiggly. If you look at the stats for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which they have been written out, the person with the most innate natural skill is Mikey. Uh, doesn't always train the hardest, but he has the most innate skill. You could look that up. Also, he is the big practitioner of, of Bushido. He's the one who's got the most calm, got the most collected. He gets along with everyone. He doesn't get worked up like Raphael and go in there, who also is chaotic neutral, by the way, and you never know if he's going to actually <laughs> kill someone. <laughs> he's the only one that could actually kill someone. No, okay, see... He doesn't have any gadgets... He's not scared to go there. He doesn't need that. He's got his hands. He's got his weapons. I I may concede the point that Michelangelo may be a good fighter, but that's only whenever he's not focused on pizza or shiny objects or squirrels that are running by. He's so ADD, he can't hardly fight. If Leonardo wasn't there to be like, Mike... Mike, focus, listen, we gotta fight these guys. Mike, <laughs> okay, so I got it, I'm ready. Well, first of all, Leo wouldn't He's be so making empty. any of his plans without any of Donatello's tech. He understands that we live in a digital age and we have to act accordingly. Think it all out, put out a plan, lay some traps, get some tech, get the job done. Name some tech that, that, that helps him in a fight. Not the turtle van. Turtle van doesn't count. How's the turtle van not count? <laughs> the turtle van doesn't count because you can't use it in a fight. You're not gonna run over the foot clan. <laughs> you might. The hell not. Oh, you know, I really liked it when he developed a satellite tracking system for the turtles that piggybacked on the actual satellite tracking system. That was really clever, I thought, because then the government could actually find the turtles anywhere that they were. Yeah, good job, Don. Good job. Yeah, let's see any of the other three turtles try to piggyback anything on a satellite. Nope, they're all too stupid to do so. That's (laughs) because they don't need to. They show up, they're like, where's the crime? Oh, there's the crime, let's just take it out. How many times have the turtle comms gotten them out of a jam? I bet Donatello hangs out on 4chan, okay? That's probably <laughs> the of turtle we're talking about. I don't know. Mikey's the only one with gentleman. girlfriends, so maybe he hangs out on 4chan. I, I that has nothing trans. to do with fighting style whatsoever. <laughs> that's true. Okay. It, but it has everything okay. to do with everything. That's <laughs> let's, true. Let's continue down this path. <laughs> now, which boards does he serve? Now, that's the question. Oh, I also have a cat, so I win. <laughs> the actual Mikey, not myself. <laughs> Mikey is a cat? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Adorable. Because hmm. yeah. he cares. He may be the cutest turtle. He's not the best fighter, though. Mm-mm. So, final thoughts on who the best fighter is? Raphael. Not as well. Why? Mikey. Listen. Why? 
All, none of you gave explanations, so here's why. Here's why definitively. So April and like Michelangelo. He's not trying to get everybody to follow him blind like Leonardo, who again wouldn't be able to make the plans without Donatello in the first place. He just calmly thinks he's out, gets it done. Listen, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do this without even trying to smear the rest of my opponents because that's just how good Leonardo is, and he's such a classic guy. So, Leonardo shows up with two swords. He doesn't even need to be good with them. If you just sat in a crowd of people and flailed around with two swords, you'd probably take out most of them. Although, he's a trained martial artist. He's the leader of the group. He's the best at everything, obviously, because he's the leader. I mean, why wouldn't he be? And so, that's why I think he's the best fighter. If he wasn't there to guide everybody in the fight, everybody would be done for. Well, how would you train the good until it didn't hook up the electricity to allow you to train? <laughs> the electricity? How do you think the sewers get lit? You can, I think the, the municipal courts do that? I don't know. Like the, the city of... <laughs> God, what city are they in? Angel City? Whatever. The yeah, city does the that. The most important thing is that there's electric so you can use the telephone to call for pizza. So I'll give him props for that. There yeah. yeah he's no, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> You can't fight with pizza. I've tried. How did that turn out? I'm just saying, you yeah. could if it was very, very uh, tart sauce, like on the tomato sauce. It could burn your eyes if you rubbed someone's eyes in tomato sauce. Maybe. Or if you like, if you froze it and you tried to make like pizza throwing stars out of it. <laughs> you could slap them. It wouldn't be so effective, but it'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if Colby's argument is that Leonardo is the best and he's been bested by Ray twice, um, he wins right there. Um, if it comes down to a giant, huge fight, Raphael could make the hard decision that Leonardo can't, and he would be able to kill somebody, and you know, for the greater good. That's an aspect where Leonardo is lacking. Donatello is also half cyborg for part of the series. I'm the only one who retains my whole entire body, so I think that means I'm a better fighter. You guys lost a hand. You got disfigured. Uh, what happened to the other? I don't even remember. My, Mikey still has this whole, his whole self. He didn't lose any limbs due to poor defensiveness. He didn't lose any, he didn't lose any limbs because he was too busy looking at the squirrels off to the side. To, everybody else was in the fray. All right. He was meditating on the higher purpose of pizza. He wasn't looking at squirrels. That's a good answer. <laughs> that is a good answer. <laughs> all right. I think I've come to a conclusion about who wins this round. So <laughs> we'll never. All know. right. So how about abilities? Got leadership, just oh wait, didn't we already do abilities? Um, no, we did fighting. Yeah, they can't. Right. It does kind of go hand in hand with um with fighting, but abilities like Donatello has his tech, Leo has his leadership. Nothing and go. could happen without the tech. Period. See, there you go. You oh, see, wait, even... no, 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 you can't tell me I can't count, can't count the turtle van this time because you wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Okay. You good. got, you got me there. Turtle Van is radical. Interdimensional portal, I think he created one of those, uh, a couple other gadgets, but the big gadgets he has to make always come through when they need to. I'll, I'll give you... Don Don is doing great at tech, okay. Um, but I'd like to point out something before I launch into into why Leonardo's just a man, uh, and that's that our moderator actually couldn't come up with any uh, identifiable skills for Michelangelo and Raphael, so no, both of them are automatically out. No, no, uh, no, those are, just, those are just examples. I was just giving you something to go off of. Know, those are the first two things you thought of. Leadership no, and... I have that written down. 
they're the two most important. Okay, without without well, the tech, also has leadership. So I really, I mean, I, that was what I had written down. I don't really have a lot of room to write down things on this tiny little notepad. So. Also, in okay, addition yeah. to tech, whenever Leonardo wasn't around, Donatello was pretty much the de facto second in command. So. Yeah, uh, no. He was doing IT phone support. Like, how is it second in command? Did you ever have a job? Does it ever work without the IT department? Yes, if you're not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, they would have split up a long time ago without Mikey. He's the one that holds everyone together. He's I will get that. Everyone. That's true. See, they would have gone off, and they would have had to be waiters and tech guys and whatever, and it wouldn't have been very good. They wouldn't have had a fighting team without the... Team spirit of Mikey. Without comic relief, I completely agree the team may have disbanded, but without leadership, they wouldn't have gone anywhere either. They would have wandered around aimlessly fighting crooks and stuff. They wouldn't have ever encountered Shredder. They wouldn't have tried to do any of the awesome world-saving things they tried to do. Sure they would have, because without leadership. Splinter made them do that, yeah. Well, okay, if Splinter was like, listen, I'm going to train you guys up in martial arts, now go out and go fight, and they're like, yeah... <laughs> okay, I I guess it's 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 Leo going out there and being like, guys, okay, focus. Listen, I got a plan. We're gonna go up here. We're gonna jump off the roof, and we're gonna go get these guys. We're gonna go into the sewers. You know, Leo's the one who's always coming up with the plans. He's always the guy that's finding the solutions to all the problems, except for the technical ones. We'll just leave that to the guy that sits in the basement. Uh, and Leo is the guy that you go to whenever you need things to work right in a fight or with just a regular plan. If you want, you know, Google to start working. You may call Donnie. <laughs> but he's no fun to watch. He has no catchphrases. He doesn't yell cowabunga. He's he not entertaining. He doesn't need to be entertaining. That's why Mikey's there. Just, he needs to be like, show. radical dude, I can skateboard. Whoa, Ollie's man. <laughs> hey, agility. Agility's <laughs> right on. <clears throat> How long did you practice that? I just made that up. <laughs> That's uh, that's how good. That's that's the tutelage of Leonardo. I, I improvise and then lead. Improvise, execute. So, who, in everyone's opinion, other than their own turtle, is the strongest link? The strongest what? The strongest link, as far as the brothers go, to hold everybody together and. Mikey, pick me. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta go with Leo if it's not done. Um. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta go, Mikey. You and now I'm Mikey needs an game. opinion. You know, I'm gonna say Mikey. Really? You can't pick your own turtle. Well, you I can't, can't pick, pick your own. I can't pick my own. I would say I have to say Leonardo. I like Donatello, but I think he's kind of like a loner in some ways. Not not in the angsty, broody way, but yeah. Whatever. He doesn't need you guys. <laughs> In the he lives online way. Okay. So, here's a question. Who is the most easily dispensable of the four turtles? Ooh. Mikey. Mm. It's a thinker. Um, it, it, what do you mean by easily dispensable? Are we talking, like, completely overall? Are we talking about in a fight? You only have or... three or four, I think, is where she's going. Which one could you survive without? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, how how broad is this scope? Are we talking within the entire universe? Or are we yeah. talking, like, in their lives or just within a fight? Um, well, we could do both. We could do within a fight, and then we could also do um, just as far as the whole universe goes. Within if a fight? If you were to lose a brother, but within a fight first. Within a fight, uh, Michelangelo. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's the wild card, and you ne- don't necessarily need a wild card in order to have a strong team, and Raph is a pretty good fighter. Um, however, uh, if within life, Raph was gone, I think things would run a lot smoother, they would get a lot more things done. No. Uh, let's see, in a fight, I would say Mikey, he's the most easily distracted if there's something critical going on. Um, as far as in overall the three turtle set, I would have to say you would have to get rid of either, like, Leo could operate independently of Raph, and Raph could operate independently of Leo uh, because their personalities just clash too much, and they're, you know, it'll remove a lot of conflict of who's really, um, you know, in charge when stuff goes down. So I'll see either Raph or Leo in the overall grand scheme of things. Does anyone have a problem with that? I do. Um, <laughs> of course, because, of course you do. Of well, I mean, uh, well, I mean, we saw what happened whenever Leo left, right? I mean, everything went to crap. Uh, it was Donnie was doing IT support. Michelangelo was doing kids parties, and Raph was trying to be a some sort of vigilante, and he wasn't succeeding at it all that well. So, I mean. I, 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 yeah, you can't say that without Leonardo, everybody would be fine because it's been proven that, that they wouldn't be fine. Well, yeah, I see you mouthing over there. <laughs> I, I caught that out of the corner of my eye. What are you mouthing over there? I said, what the fuck ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why did I you think, say that? Because I think if any turtle was dispensable, it would be Mikey. Because yes, yes, he gives the turtle the turtles, you know, something to protect. But at the same time, if he wasn't there, they wouldn't need to be constantly worried about him. They'd be able to focus better at the task at hand. Um, I believe that would leave my, um, that would leave Raphael a little lonelier. But if we're talking in terms of what Mikey can do and what he... Oh, well, she broke <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Uh-oh. Oh god, why did I get a screen grab of that? That was beautiful. Oh man, I wish somebody had gotten a screen grab. Maybe we can go back and get it, because that was fantastic. What happened? Oh, you, you froze in the worst possible you, face. You paused but... doing this face. Um, <laughs> yeah, it that's was fantastic. Face. <laughs> I, I don't, so fun. I, I don't remember what you said, and I didn't hear the last half of it, so. It was a swear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, if it's in a fight, uh, I would have to agree with Mikey. I think he has the most unorthodox fighting style, which is what he brings to the plate, but I think probably he is a little distracted and unpredictable, so I would say in a fight, I could agree. You know, I can't fight too hard on that. Uh, Mikey probably would be disposable. I think overall, I would not say that. Um, we've, I've already given reasons why I think he keeps the turtles together, and I think in the same way that when Leonardo left, if Mikey wasn't there, everybody would split off and have their own individual vigilante turtle style. Um, I'm agreeing with uh, the idea that Leonardo and Raphael are both leaders, and I don't... Th- we all have, you know, in a party, you have to have the healer. You have to. In a party, we have the electronic expert. We need him. We have the comic relief and the heart of the group, which is Mikey, which means we have Raphael and we have Leonardo, and those two together, uh, one of them would have to go. Now, I think if Leonardo went and Raphael was the leader and we managed to somehow unite behind him, I think it would change the way the turtles are. I think they would be a much darker, much, uh, much more questionable... Uh, group uh, on some of the things they did. 
So because of that, I think because of his anger, I think that I would have to go with Leonardo, even though I think they'd both take over as leaders. You're going That's down, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> you can't help who you were assigned to protect. I, I chose. I chose. Raphael. I was going to say, were you assigned or did you choose? I totally chose Raphael. She's the one that started this whole thing. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. We were having a spirited debate on Facebook. Okay. It wasn't just me. Hmm. Everybody had such good arguments that I can't really. Well, let, let me point out that nobody said that Donatello was expendable. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. I can't. I can't argue there. Yep. I mean, sweet vans. Sweet van. Jake's love the wheels. What can I say? Purple's my favorite color. I can't. I can't see getting rid of purple. Sorry. All right, so finally we have come to the end. Is there anything that you guys want to pose to each other as questions or topics or anything of that nature? Uh, I thought I thought of one that I'd like to ask people, and this isn't, I'm not trying to lead this anywhere. Uh, what do you guys think about the namesakes of your turtles? So uh, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, and my I don't know, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I couldn't think... list one piece. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll say Leonardo has the, the coolest namesake, uh, hands down, uh, just because of all the stuff that Leonardo da Vinci was able to create, craft, invent, uh, paint, draw, etc., etc. He, he literally did everything, was one of the first Renaissance men in the history of the world. So, uh, yeah, Leo definitely wins on that, hands down. I'll agree. I'm going to argue. Uh, who sculpted the David? Who did the Pietà and the Sistine Chapel? I mean, come on. It's Michelangelo. Everybody knows Michelangelo. Not everybody knows Donatello. I'm not yeah, saying I don't that. know what the fuck Donatello did either. Don Donatello <laughs> was a sculptor, really. He, that, was. that was really uh, most of what he did. I think he, he did do a David. Um, something about a guy on a horse. But yeah, the, he was a, yeah. a sculptor, mainly. He didn't have as big a head. Yeah. Wait, he, was, he made the guy on the, on the horse? Yeah, there's there's some uh, statue. The old spice guy. <laughs> you know, as we he all should knew, be immortalized in sculpture. <laughs> he got on the horse because I think he already him. is. Yeah, I think he is too. Michelangelo, though he does have some good accomplishments, uh, I'm going to have to agree completely non-biasedly because uh, I mean, if you played, or if you, I mean, you, if you know anything about Leonardo da Vinci, he made the first design for the parachute and the tank, and He's not only that, but he was man. an artist. He did. Uh, uh, the the Vitruvian Man. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, he was he was a scientist and an artist, and I'll give you that. he was also in Assassin's Creed too. So that's pretty good. Yeah, Da Vinci was pretty much the Italian Ben Franklin of his time. But my turtle's an actual artist, so you got, he got to give that to him. But Leo's an artist yeah. and a scientist and an inventor. No, I mean like Mikey is an artist. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like a little Mikey. <laughs> Leonardo's a sword artist. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say Leonardo da Vinci. I did not come prepared for a tie, so... What's our big prize? Glory on the internet. Glory. Okay. We haven't, we haven't gotten that far yet. This is just a... This is just a fun idea. 
Yay! Yay! Um, no, seriously, I have no idea what to do in the event of a tie. So. Well, Order. why don't you just say who tied, and then... And then y'all will go head-to-head? Hmm? Sudden death. Sure, Sudden death. We, can, we can do that. All right. <laughs> Does that mean I get to kill anybody to... at the end? <laughs> it depends on if you tied. Wrath. Go go from how about this? How about you go from from the one with the least points up to the ones oh, that tied at the top? Ooh. I'm doing that. I just had to look and make sure. Okay, so fourth place, unfortunately, because he is one of my one of my favorites. Fourth place, unfortunately, is Raphael. What? Damn. Snap. I caught the loading over that. And the one that started all. <laughs> and you were bribed, Miss Moderator. I wasn't bribed, actually. There was actually, nobody came to me. No, no, and and I said you can come to me with bribery if you so desire, and nobody came to me with a bribe, so. Mm. I believe this my, is just my favorite I ain't no puppet. Yeah, he already told me. He told me he was going to bribe me, so whatever. <laughs> I will caress you softly if you recount my point. <laughs> uh, we already announced that you're fourth place. You can't. You Not can't post now. You can't post. That doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Fourth place now. minus three other places. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fourth place is Raphael. Unfortunately, because bullshit. <laughs> you can you can cry about it all you want, but it doesn't change my tally. This is this is science. You don't understand. Fuck science. Don't take on the characteristics well, of your chartle. <laughs> speaking speaking of fuck science, third place is Donatello. Sorry, uh, oh, no. That means our tie is right now between Leonardo and Michelangelo. I'm so, sad about that because Donatello is my second favorite turtle. I love that guy. Well, Raphael is my favorite, favorite turtle, so I mean, I'm, uh, I'm really sad that he's fourth place, Leia. Is she frozen, or is she just staring no. at you? <laughs> staring at you with you. death eyes, just... I know. How dare you? Stop freezing! Okay, so now that these two are out, what we're going to do is we're just gonna go into a sudden death round, and you guys argue, and I'll decide okay. who comes out the best. Mm. So, fight! You wanna okay. lead us off, Mikey? What... What are we arguing about? We didn't have a topic yet, do we? I know which, we don't. <laughs> which, which, turtle, which turtle is overall better? I mean, which turtle is, is a better Just teenage Generally turtle? speaking. First of all, I've red hair and you made me wear orange. I get points for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I like that. That's true because it's changing the color of your lipstick, too, and it makes it look... You just I look like a nice orangeness. Right. <laughs> So you can't you can't compete with that, Luna. That's true. Right. You can't compete with it. But he's um, wearing a tie. He oh, has that's a tie. True. He does that's have... very classifras. It is. Okay. I could put on a top hat too if you if you want. If that'll add points. <gasps> Do it. Add ax- maximum ridiculosity. Do it. Yes. That's just silly. <laughs> oh. Watch your mic though. Bring your mic. There you go. There we go. Good enough. All right. <laughs> Okay, so just tell us who to go first, and we'll just ramble for a while. Oh, why don't why don't uh, why don't you go first, Mikey? Okay, 
I'm just going to reiterate most of the points I've already said. And also, you know, my turtle wears orange. That's tough to pull off when you're green, but he does. He pulls it off with style. He's funny. He's lighthearted. Everybody loves Mikey, uh, except when you're Raphael and I'm poking you, but that's okay. Uh, he brings all the turtles together. He is the little brother that they all want. Um, he has the most unorthodox fighting style, the most uh, innate natural skill. Uh, he trains by skateboarding. How awesome is that? And he gets along with tech. He can do tech. He hangs out with Donatello. They bond. Uh, he can do the fighting. Um, let's see, what else? He loves pizza, which is, he think he introduced pizza to everyone, which, what would they do without that? He's, he's the one that you remember when you watch the show because he has all the catchphrases and he's the loudest and most out there in your face. So if you're if you're looking at it from an entertainment point of view, I think he makes the show uh, obviously more watchable. And the entire cartoon was based on his goofy uh, character. You know, he got to a leading, more leading role in the in the TV series. I don't know if that's good or bad. In the comic series, I think he represents geeks really well because uh, in the comics he had a couple angsty moments where he had trouble. Um, dealing with the fact that they were mutants and they were different than everyone else, and he had to have some time to kind of adjust to that. So he's not always lighthearted. He does have a deep side. He does have a caring side where, uh, you know, he does practice the Bushido art, and he wants to get everybody, um, you know, he's very anti-violence. He's very anti-fighting. He'll do everything he can to not fight and make it a last resort, even if it is cracking a joke. Um, his weapons are awesome, because we've gone over why nunchucks are awesome. Um, I don't know. You pretty much know everything else about why he's he's a good turtle, and I think that he's the most fun and the most entertaining, and the most the heart of the turtles. I'm in full support of these statements. So, uh, I agree. Michelangelo is the most entertaining turtle. I also agree that he is he's the younger brother he's he's the guy that uh, people want to watch and they want to to hang out with because he seems like the coolest turtle um, however he wouldn't he wouldn't be part of a group part of a crime fighting vigilante hardcore very driven results oriented group my cat wants yes. to get in on this argument so uh, he wouldn't be part of that group if it wasn't for Leo. Leo's the one who brings everybody together. He's the guy... That cat looks terrified. I want to point <laughs> I'm sorry, I was so distracted by the cat because I was just sitting there like... Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. I love that guy. Um, no, but, I mean, Leo's the one who brings everybody together. He's the leader. He's the glue that ties everybody together. And without him, as we've seen, the group falls apart. Uh, I, think, I think without... Uh, any single individual turtle, uh, the group is detrimentally harmed, yes, but not not absolutely killed. The, the group isn't done for whenever one of the turtles leaves, except for whenever it's Leonardo. He's the one that holds everybody together. And though, yes, I will admit, maybe he's not the most entertaining person to watch, but he's the one who's always level-headed, who's always thinking, coming up with plans and solutions, and he's the one who's driving everybody forward. Without him, everybody sits around and is just complacent with their life, except for Raphael, who's, you know, really angry a lot. And that's, I'm so that's bored funny. by your statement. <laughs> in order, like, in, you know, and for in in Raph's defense as well, I mean, Leo Leo's the one who also pushes him forward, so... I mean, Mikey may challenge him occasionally and be like, hey, maybe you should cool off, but Leo's the one who's saying, we need to fight, focus, Raph, and he brings out the best in Raph, I think. Um, 
and Donnie, uh, Donnie is is great with tech. He's the he's the guy who you want to call whenever uh, your internet's out. Uh, but also whenever you have a problem with the turtle van. I mean, all of the turtles are great, but without Leo, there is no Ninja Turtles, and that's why he's the best turtle. I'm going to refute a little bit on that because I please think do. I agree that Leonardo is the leader. He has great plans. Um, he tells him what to do, but I think without Mikey. Uh, can you imagine how really serious and just machine-like the turtles would become? I mean, you've got Splinter, who's old-school uh, martial artist, who doesn't really smile, doesn't really, like, you know, get touchy-feely with them. All of them, you've got Raphael, who's, you know, we've seen uh, very serious about his fighting, very serious about uh, consequences of people paying for their crimes. You know, you've got Donatello, who pretty much is into his tech, but he follows, he creates these war machines for everybody um, so that they can go out and do this. Without Mikey, you've got basically just killing machines that aren't, like, full people. Because you've got Mikey, you've got the laughter, you've got the little bit of the lighthearted stuff, you've got Splinter bonking people on the head. You know, you would be just basically a, uh, you know, like an undead army if you didn't have Mikey there. And the turtles wouldn't be people, they would just be, like, fighting machines. And I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I don't think that they would just be uh, uh, blind murder machines um, because that's not who they were trained to be. They were trained to be martial artists. They were trained to be fighters and protectors. And that's exactly what they are, especially with Leo's guidance. Did you hit your head, Kimmy? No. <laughs> okay. Um, Where did you go? With, I dropped uh, my pen and then I hit my head. Continue. With, uh, See, you couldn't have picked that up if you were Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. With uh, with Leo's guidance, everybody comes together, and maybe I can completely agree. Without Michelangelo, everybody is much more serious, but they still get the job done. And maybe things are maybe things get more heated more quickly, and whenever Mikey's not there to defuse the situation. But without Leonardo, everything's everything's just gone. There's no more plans. There's there's no more driving force to take everybody forward. Splinter has given his tutelage. He gives them information, but he doesn't actually drive them forward. It's Leo who's pulling them from the front to say, hey, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. You do this. You do that. He's the guy who's pushing everybody to be their best. And without him, you have a bunch of layabouts that, that aren't doing anything. Whereas without Michelangelo... You have a more concentrated force that I mean, there you know the 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 killing thing you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure, Raph would, I'm sure. I'm sure Raph would probably kill a guy or twenty, but <laughs> Leonardo Leonardo wouldn't allow him to you know do any more than that. Leonardo would rein everything in. He's the guy that keeps their moral code and that keeps pushing them forward. They've been taught. They've been taught in this way. And I, I don't I don't think I don't think without Leonardo you would have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Without Michelangelo, you wouldn't have a you just have mutant mutant you, turtles without the teenage. <laughs> without without Leonardo, you wouldn't have the Ninja Turtles. But without Michelangelo, you wouldn't have the Saturday morning cartoon action figures, cowabunga pizza, skateboard dude Ninja Turtles. You wouldn't have that version of them, but... The entertainment. Just as, just as like, maybe uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold is to uh, Michelangelo, I would say Christopher Nolan's version of The, of the Dark Knight is, is what Leonardo brings. Which was terrible. That's, that's what would happen. It wasn't terrible at all. <laughs> I have well, to so say... 
I, I do want to interject real quick that Colby made the point about how um, Mikey makes them more so of a Saturday morning cartoon kind of feel. Would you, uh, Colby, would you like to reiterate a little bit on uh, Leo in the comics? I'm, lo I'm looking at your face right now. <laughs> All right. I'll have you know, while I was in this debate, <laughs> I took a look at one page of the comic, and Leo looks awesome. Okay. <laughs> Leo looks radical. And let me tell you, okay, so I may only be familiar with the Saturday morning breakfast cartoon, action figures, uh, playing the game on the NES Ninja Turtles, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe Michelangelo was the one that kept me coming back as an 8-year-old, but Leonardo's <clears throat> the one who keeps me interested as a 25-year-old. Okay, can I, can I refute that? No, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I have to say I agree with what he said about Leonardo being the leader, being the one that would keep them from being layabouts and all that other stuff. But I have to say that Leonardo is also the one that I feel like keeps them from developing as turtles because he always has all the ideas. He always tells them what to do. He's the parent figure. Uh, Mikey never gets a chance to grow beyond the cowabunga I'm an adolescent because he never gets a chance to take control and make those decisions for himself. If Leonardo wasn't there, I think Mikey would step up and mature a little bit and have some of those chances to to do that rather than being forced to always be the clown. Cat. <laughs> there's a cat somewhere. There's a, there's a very unhappy cat. Whose unhappy cat is that? And as far My as the, the comic, <laughs> I've already said that the first picture of Ninja Turtles was a guy with nunchucks, so I think that Mikey was created in mind. He got screwed a little bit in the comics because the two creators, Kevin England, and I'm trying to remember the other guy's name. Hang on, let me look it up. Um, they had favorites, and he was not one of the favorites uh, that was picked in the comics. So yeah. he had... So you didn't have like as many storylines involving him because of that. But the storylines you did have him in, you had a lot more richness in the comics than you did in the TV series. He had girlfriends, be it aliens. You know, he had cats. What's the name? Clunk. He had uh, <laughs> clunk. Yeah. He had you know other aspects to him rather than just the cowabunga guy um, that you always see in the '80s cartoons. But but I think I think Leo had those aspects too. I mean. And I, I've got to disagree with, with your point about he, him maturing if only Leonardo wasn't there. I don't think that's true. I don't think anybody is holding Michelangelo back from, from being a better turtle than he already is. Nobody is pushing him to say, you need to be the one that rides the skateboard and orders the pizza and shouts the catchphrases. Nobody's pushing him to do that. Um, and nobody's trying to hold him back from becoming you know, a more mature a dedicated fighter and somebody who everybody can, you know, rely on even more than they do now because he's a wild card. Uh, nobody is stopping him from doing that. Certainly not Leonardo. If anything, Leonardo wants to make the team more cohesive so that they can fight better and, and, and do better in, you know, everything that they do. If we had a team in which Michelangelo was a more, was a more serious turtle somewhere along the lines of Donatello, uh, then, then I think I think we get um, I think we get more resor results out of the turtles, but it would definitely be less entertaining to watch. I think that sometimes he's such a peacemaker that he ends up spending most of his time to trying to diffuse all of these arguments between all the turtles because they all kind of are a little hot-headed. And I know that Leonardo and Raphael fight quite a bit, and Don Tello kind of just stays out of it and does his own thing. And I think Mikey spends a lot of time. Uh, you know, trying to make sure everybody gets along and caring about that. And sometimes I agree, he doesn't focus on his training as much as he should. 
And and I do agree that if uh, if maybe there wasn't so much fighting, Michelangelo may. I, you know what? I don't agree with that. If there was, <laughs> if there was, if there was less fighting, Michelangelo would have more time to practice his nollie kickflip Smith grind, uh, and and that's about it. That's what I think he would do. A Smith grind's a thing, okay? A thing. <laughs> you pull a Smithy on the quarter pipe, and you're looking rad for the chickadees. Wow. I think wow. that's what. I yeah. Mean. Wow. <laughs> Minus five. Oh no. <laughs> But that's Mikey, so take minus five away from Chickadee Mikey. I'm, I'm just saying that w- without uh, without Leonardo, you know, everybody falls apart. Without Michelangelo, potentially everybody could come together Become and be soulless. more effective. But, yeah, okay. <laughs> soulless maybe is a little too strong of a word. They become less... Um, they become less Saturday morning cartoons, little bits in Wienerville with Mark Wiener. They become a little less of that. And more comic. And, sure. And, and more, com- more comic. Uh, I love how you I, and I like totally talk about the comics, and neither of us have ever read them. Yeah, see, you, see, you two <laughs> I can talk about like a mother. That's all I gotta say. You two, you can, you two can come. I taught, I watched. Um, I guess I read one comic. There was a, there was a thing back in the '80s that was released that was like how to uh, like martial arts with the Ninja Turtles. That's what oh, I no. read religiously when I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> really? I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have to say the what is it the the evolution the new one the nineteen ninety seven version which was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles what was it the new evolution or something? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really bad. Like the costumes are really bad. I don't. I I I, I just don't. I don't remember any of that. The the thing that because I, I I we went to Comic Con in in July and the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were everywhere. Um, Wait, you I mean, were there? I was there. Yeah. Wait, uh, you were there? Seriously. One. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, me and Kimmy were totally there. That's crazy. Yeah, I was there too. <laughs> I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk like five feet without having somebody with a uh, with a stupid turtle shell on their back, being like, "Hey, you want a free comic?" And I'm like, "I've got thirty of them." No. Uh, so I, di- I didn't read it. I and see if you had read that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic, you would have wanted to it like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, dang! That was the cheat book. Is that what you're looking at right now, Kimmy? You're just flipping through it, like, oh yeah, well that's the point. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm actually looking at your point tallies. Uh-oh. I'm not worried. Leo's a great turtle. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> so does anybody have any final thoughts? Did either of you two that are uh, our, third and, uh, our third and fourth place want to weigh in on the Mikey versus Leo great debate? Oh, I'm sure I will. Uh, Way better than Leonardo. Was that it, Liv? <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she, just, she just mumbles things. Just... Just talk no, over her. Michelangelo <laughs> is, is the best. He is fun-loving. I think you need fun for any kind of property to, you know, be a success. I think Mikey's an integral part of the Turtles, more so than Leonardo, because they already have a leader. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, first off, if I'm going to represent my client well, I think just the way that Slash was handled in the cartoon, that it should have been Leo and Don as one and two and not Leo and Mike. Uh, but either way, uh, I kind of agree with Colby that if Leo's there and Mike's not, sure, they would have kind of become uh, Frank Miller's Ninja Turtles, but they still would have worked. Um, whereas the other way, I just don't see that happening. So did this just turn into a male versus women debate at this point? Because we have the two girls on Mikey's side, and then we have the two dudes 
on Leo's side. It's because you both are cold-based colors and yeah. warm-based colors. That's I what that is. I, I think I this is. Uh, I think. I think what this argument boils down to is the difference between what what do you want to see out of your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Do you want to see, um, you know, eight a.m. CBS eating some cereal and watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the morning? Do you want that version, or do you want something that's more serious and 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 more dark and something that you know, something that may be more substantial? Uh, that, that's sort of the the argument, and and there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with either of them. I, I'd like to point that out. I mean, I, I I thoroughly enjoy watching cartoons that have absolutely no point other than being funny. Although I will admit that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series did have a lot of really cool plot elements, and, and really I, cool. I like watching it a lot. Yeah, unless you start talking like I am Leonardo, and then that's not good. <laughs> I'm Leonardo. <laughs> I'm the hero the city deserves, no. but not the one it needs right now. I'm gonna go train in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, see that doesn't know. <laughs> All right. So, does anybody have any final words on Leo versus Mikey right now? Done. I think that was that. I wasn't looking. It up, you know. Who was that, by the way? <laughs> All right. Well, so if that's it, and if nobody has anything else to say, nobody, nobody wants to chime in about why their turtle is awesome and the bestest and the bestest. Oh, we talking about Leo? We're just talking about the two finalists. Leo, Leo, and Mikey. Oh, I don't care. Two finalists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember my name. I love Leo. Leo's great. <laughs> the, there you go. That's that's about it. I I think Leo's great. He's a great leader. He's a great character. Alright. Perfect. <laughs> so, the way that it boils down to at this point, and our winner for the best turtle of the Grand Turtle Debate. Hello, we're doing a turtle debate. Just so oh, you know. <laughs> you want me to drum roll for you? <laughs> no, I got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> he said, fuck no. Mikey! Mikey wins! Yeah. Mikey wins. Okay. It was it was a very, very tough, uh, very close, very close match. So you guys both did awesome. Nicely done. I hope you enjoyed that clip. The entire show was about two hours long, and you can find it on YouTube if you do a search for IHO Geek on their channel. I would like to point out that the Gray Area podcast is entirely supported by listener donations. And if you would like to donate to the show, you can find the buttons to do so uh, through PayPal on genesee.com. They're easily accessible, and I thank you guys for the support that you've given. I would also ask if you would leave reviews on iTunes for the show if you like it. Like the review left by Nick Steffes, which says, Insightful and entertaining. This is a wonderful podcast for gaming enthusiasts who would like to learn more about their favorite developers and franchises, as well as the community surrounding them. Genesee, the hostess of the show, is intelligent, articulate, and truly passionate about gaming culture. Her guests are game industry professionals with interesting stories to tell, and Genesee isn't shy about asking them provocative questions that dig deep into the core of gaming's most relevant issues, often with surprising results. Highly recommended. Thank you, Nick, for your awesome review. If you do not like to write, you can always click on a star and give it, hopefully, five stars, which is much easier than actually writing something. So I, I applaud all of you who do leave a written review, 
which is very appreciated. A big thank you to International House of Geek and the Signals Media Network. And you can find them at signalsmedia.com or ihogeek.com. And if you'd like to leave some feedback or keep up with the news, you can find me on Twitter at Gray Area Podcast, at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, or on iTunes. I also do post my live shows at that point. If I'm going to stream, they will go on to Twitter most likely. So if you would like to watch a live show uh, and see some of the guests and see some gameplay and hear debates, please follow at Gray Area Podcast. If you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, email your questions, advice, or suggestions to genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with several new exciting episodes. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to signalsmedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?